If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity with your host, Bear. That's me. Uh, this is a rock and roll 60s show, dance party, celebrating some of my favorite dance tracks of the era, stuff that I like to dance to around my apartment. And hopefully soon, we'll be bringing to a 
Dance club near you. Yes, I would like to get a night going where we play this music and every other era and genre all mixed together in one nice melange. Um, yeah, that was a great set of uh, 60s pop, a lot of stuff you don't hear anymore, some really obscure stuff, actually, that I learned of thanks to my hero, Dave Morey, who used to host the iconic KFOG 10 at 10, which you can still find. It's on soundwavestv.com, but it's hosted by my friend Dennis Willis now. Uh, so look that up. But at the top, we had The Vogues with You're the One, a big hit for them, a great track. And then the association with Windy, um, which started off a, a streak of songs that all have sort of a similar, uh, that sort of similar 60s marching beat that I absolutely love. Um, the, association, the association was followed by Marty Wilde with a song called Abergavenny. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I think that whole marching uh, band sound was uh, copped from the Beatles. I have to imagine, because they were doing that sound in the late 60s. Um, uh, I think Abergavenny must be a place in England. I, I don't know, but that's a great track. And thanks to Dave Moore for that one. Also, thanks to Dave Moore for Crispin, Crispin St. Peter's and the Pied Piper. Oh, oh, the groove on that one I absolutely adore. And then we uh, closed it out with Simon and Garfunkel and Cecilia. Back to the Pied Piper for a moment, though. Um, there's a cover of it by Bob Andy and Marsha Griffith, two reggae superstars. Look that one up. It's a, com it's a slowed down, almost nightclub disco reggae groove, if that makes any sense. But that's uh, a great cover and worth checking out. Um, 60s, we saw the British Invasion, obviously, with folks like the Beatles, as I mentioned before. The Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Who and Led Zeppelin and on and on with all these great bands. But what often doesn't get talked about when we talk about the British Invasion is the invasion of all the British girl singers, of which there were lots. And one that doesn't get a lot of mention here, but she was a big in England and uh, other parts of Europe is somebody who wasn't actually British. I believe she was Scottish. And I believe that this song was penned by Neil Diamond. But here's Lulu with The Boat That I Row. <laughs>
It is three for madness, three songs, all one thing in common. So, what do you do when you got an artist that you really like and you can't decide which song to play? Well, huh, you play them all. Here's Evie Sands with You've Got Me Uptight on Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity.
Jam up, jelly tight, Tommy Rowe, a big hit maker in the 60s with songs like Sheila and Dizzy. Before that, a threefer of Evie Sands. Uh, at the end was, um, well, I'm going to forget, uh, Any Way That You Want Me, which uh, I think hers was the original, but I know it was covered by other people. And then before that, uh, Billy Sunshine with some serious horns. Um, you don't get horns like that anymore. By the time disco rolled around, the horns had gotten funky. The horn section had really taken a turn. Um, I think starting around 69, you know, with like Chicago and then where Gladys Knight and the Pips went in that Motown era along with Stevie Wonder. But in the 60s and the rock and roll era, uh, the horns were funky, but they were, but they were a specific kind, they were a specific kind of funky. They were really just tight. Like you could just, it was all very uh, contained. And then you got to the 80s where things got a little loose with the sax solos taking it to the heavens, and of course in the 90s, the sax solo kind of faded out, so sad. And now we don't hardly have horn sections at all, except for an occasional single. Um, before Billy Sunshine, the top Evie Sand song was uh, You've Got Me Uptight. Oh, that song is glorious. Yeah, Evie Sands, check her out. Um, not top tier northern soul uh, artist, very well known, but she had a lot of great singles. And um, before Evie Sands, let's see. Oh, Billy Davis. Yes, we uh, British Invasion. Billy Davis, uh, bigger in Britain and some parts of Europe. But what you gonna do? A great rave up. Another song I like is she did a cover version of "Want You to Be My Baby." That's a certified floor filler. And at the top, Lulu. With the boat that I row, I'm pretty certain that song was penned by Neil Diamond. Uh, next up, um, a band that's considered a one-hit wonder, uh, but technically they're not. They had two, if not three, top 40 singles. Their biggest, most well-known single is 96 Tears. But this song I'm going to play for you is, um, I believe it hit the uh, upper 30s, around 36. I don't remember the year. Um, and it's almost got a merengue, if I dare say, a merengue type of rhythm going on. This is Question Mark and the Mysterians with Do Something to Me on Pop Off, the Sound of Musical Curiosity.
and you hung around and bothered me every night. And when I wouldn't go out with you, you said things that weren't very nice.
You are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity. I'm your host, Bear, and uh, traveling through the rock and roll era in the 60s, playing some great dance music. That at the end was the Honeycombs with Have I the Right. Uh, also, not a one-hit wonder. Uh, I guess you could call them a one big hit, one minor hit wonder. I forget the name of the uh, minor hit, but it was a top four. They did have two top 40 singles is my point. Um, that was a family band. You should uh, look up the video online because the drummer is the sister, which was not common back then. And that's kind of, that's fucking rad if you ask me. And some tight drumming on that track. Before that, of course, the classic My Boyfriend's Back by The Angels. One of the big girl groups of the era. And then some British beat. Dave D, Doozy, Mick, and Titch with Save Me. That's quite a rave up. Love that track. Before that, some more British beat. Unit 4 plus 2 with Concrete and Clay. And then at the top, question mark, and the Mysterians with Do Something To Me. A number 36 chart hit for them, I believe. I hope I have that right. I know it was, uh, they were not one-hit wonders. That was a minor hit for them. Um, Which reminds me of a humorous story that my friend Dennis told me. Uh, about uh, a local a DJ in the area that works in uh, corporate radio, the corporate world. Um, and well, no, he's been around for a while, but apparently one morning show, I think, he played an ACDC song that was known. Something like Girls Got Rhythm or Money Talks, but it wasn't on the uh, authorized playlist by the big heads at the top. And apparently they kind of shit a brick about it. <laughs> What's the song he's playing? It's not authorized. We don't know what to do. Even though it was a hit ACDC song. So I mentioned that because uh, this is not a known question mark in the Mysterian song now. It was probably known somewhat back then. But also, you know, that's why I thank you for supporting the local community stuff like we do here at Mutiny and over also at Soundwaves. Uh, but also, uh, you know, supporting, even though it is uh, corporate stations, they are your local people DJing at the corporate stations, and they do need your support to keep radio alive, because we don't want it to die. Uh, my God, traffic drives would be hell if one didn't have radio. Um, the song I'm going to play for you next is another song that probably wouldn't make corporate's uh, authorized playlist. In fact, I imagine... If they authorized any songs by Connie Francis, it would be her slow ballads. But Connie Francis was one of the uh, big stars of the rock and roll era, and dare I say, one of the queens of the rock and roll era. She didn't play guitar like Wanda Jackson or Janice Martin, but she did have a few rockin' songs and a few very, very uh, sexy songs. And one of my absolute favorites of hers is Lipstick on Your Collar. But then when I was doing deep research a year ago for one of my pop-off shows on Soundwaves, I discovered this track that was a hit that you never... Do you really hear any 50s songs anymore? Let's be honest. Um, But it was a hit back in the day, and it is absolutely glorious and absolutely sexy, and it's called Fallen. Here is Connie Francis. Yeah. 
Testing, testing. Yes, I hear myself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. What am I? Oh, maybe this is. Do you know which channel this is? That was louder. Testing, testing. Yeah, that sounds great.
to get out of this place some british invasion before that the mamas and the papas with straight shooter one of my favorites of theirs and before that street corner society with summer days summer nights a bit of an obscure band uh i believe from the bay area and uh in the genre the sub 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 genre known as sunshine pop which also includes probably the mamas and the papas before that, um, rock and roll, the Rockin' Rebels with Wild Weekend. And I want you to do me a favor. Uh, listen to uh, the Wild Weekend again. You can find it on YouTube. And then I want you to listen to uh, John Fogarty's Rock and Roll Girls off his Centerfield album from the 80s. That was the period for John Fogarty when he was being sued by record labels for sounding too much like himself. Uh, they lost that court case. Ha 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 but they would have had a better court case if they would have sued him for sounding too much like the Rockin' Rebels. Trust me, that opening riff is basically the same as Rock and Roll Girls. Both great tunes, but... 
closing in on a minute. Nice. seconds okay great until uh